And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to the writers and some of the cast of Motherland. Um, so if you don't know them already, this one here, boss lady, Sharon, we call her Shazza. We don't. Um, this is Anna. This is Holly. This is Helen. This is Paul, and that is Tanya. Um, and that was absolute heaven. And what I loved most about it almost was the fact that the person laughing loudest of everyone in this room was Anna. Nice <laughs> 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 You're laughing mostly at Paul. You very, find yeah, him course. very funny. You, I do find Paul <laughs> <laughs> funny. But you know, there is something really nice about finding your friends so funny. <laughs> that is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read something you said the other day, Anna, um, about how you've spent 20 years working on serious dramas and being a real grown up and, you know, being that that actress and then you've now done a comedy and you're looking back and going what the fuck have I been doing all this time this is so much more fun is that right that's not true <laughs> that's not, no I mean, it's funny because when you do dra serious drama I mean sadly f for the audience you are giggling all the time as well which is awful but the more serious it gets the more you start to lose your way and you're giggling all the time anyway but it is so, a lot of fun. It's so much fun, and we have lovely. Doesn't people. it? Doesn't it piss you off that people come up and ask you more about Motherland than they do? No, about... they grab me. They grab me a lot, which I don't like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they grab me a lot. I don't know why. Like grabbing, like and some, I like pouncing out of a coin, grabbing, and then they'll go, "Oh, you're that mental crazy girl," <laughs> you know. And I'm with my kids, and my kids are like, "What are they talking about?" Like, there's a lot of grabbing. And I don't you... know, she's very. Grabbable, don't know. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be a big problem for you, Tanya. Grabbed, grabbed, well, being just, grabbed. Yeah. No. Just, just when I saw you <laughs> in the green room, <laughs> having watched the whole series, and her character just gets more and more that thing. Uh, yeah. I had to hug you, you know, all, all well, run I'm a hugger, away. So that's lucky. One or the I other. Don't, I don't mind. See, I wouldn't mind being grabbed, Anna. It wouldn't bother me. Yeah, well, you wait. <laughs> Touching me all the time. <laughs> um, Sharon. Because you're the boss. Let's start with you properly. I'm not the boss. Oh, my God. So far. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Series 2, obviously, but can we start by talking a little bit about Series 1? When you first put this in um, as a pitch, what was, what, what was the mission? What was the plan? Uh, well, I can't remember what the exact um, pitch was. I, it, initially, it was um, Helen and her husband, Graham, who wanted to um, write about Helen's um, terrible experiences as a mum. Yes. And uh, Holly and I had made a pilot for ABC called Bad Mum. So we had obviously wanted to write this before Holly had babies even. Know, so you, yeah. were just, you just hated women, um, <laughs> mothers. Well, and I only had kids because it was tax deductible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think we just wanted to represent what it's like to um, find yourself in that situation and and to really not necessarily have anything in common with the women and sometimes men. Not that there's that many. There's more now um, than since, there was back in the since day. Kevin took <laughs> yeah, that since role. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. No men looked after children yeah. until Kevin, Kevin was on TV. <laughs> we, we wanted to sort of say that it can be sometimes as scary as an adult starting school as it is um, for the kids. You've got to find your tribe. And so we wanted to put together this group of um, characters who became a little sort of um, 
Misfitty. Yeah, misfitty. A cell, I think is the word. A cell, yeah. Very cell. Helen, was there also a kind of mission against the notion of having it all? Of having it all? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like Sharon's saying, you know, you're, I mean, for me, from my experience, having a baby was so, uh, something so out of this world, and then you're, you're lumped in, lumped in with people that you would never mm. dream of hanging out with, mm -hmm. and you're, you're tied to these people for years, mm. and, and, you know, and, and I just thought there was... There's comedy, there's comedy in it, and, and uh, yeah, so, so I don't think I felt I had it all, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I had that with my NCT group. Like, the only reason why we're friends is because we all had unprotected sex on the same weekend, which is uh, a weird concept. But my NCT group were horrible. They were just really not very nice. Please don't say that. Oh, they're going to know that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, now you've said it. Said that all right, now. No, 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 I never oh, went. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there have been lots of comedies about parenting, but none of them have shown this. How is it described? I love this. A terrifying, no-holds-barred glimpse into parenthood, scrambling, shambling, and terrifying. That, the, the, why, why that side of it all? What, what, what was wrong with, you know, the good life, as it were? Well, I mean, the good life was was wonderful, but I've never had that experience. I've I've only ever had the experience of being shambling and terrified, and and I think generally that's well, that's what I find funny. You know, um, people in difficult situations trying to, you know, find a way out of it. And um, yeah, we had we had those stories. I mean, they were they were the stories that we sort of wanted to tell. I mean. I think that when we started talking about it first, I, I, I told you about me walking through a park, taking my kids home from school and seeing this group of mothers with a, a picnic blanket with all their kids, having some sort of organized arrangement that I wasn't party to and just thinking, fuck you. <laughs> Why? I mean, what have I ever done? Except sort of slink in and out as quickly as physically possible. Yeah, and then write a sitcom. And then write a off. sitcom about you. <laughs> It's not a reason. Um, and Anna, is that is that side of parenting your kind of parenting? Yeah, shout, shouting. Right. Shouting from the minute they get up, repeating <laughs> things, running to school, they're late, you hate them by the time you've dropped them off. <laughs> <laughs> it's too soon you have to pick them up. <laughs> um, yeah, and I definitely know <laughs> that experience of like, right, was a day invited to that? that big trip to the Isle of Wight in caravans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really totally know all that. <laughs> I think it's all quite true. <laughs> also, um, yes, it sort of breeds, um, in, it can breed insecurity and you are, you are thrust together with a group of people that, you know, you have to all get on with it. But saying, saying that, I don't know what your experiences are, but I, I mean, two of my best friends are the mums I met at school, but that's why I love, you know, um, this little gang, because they found each other, and that's kind of what you need to do in, in order to survive it. You need to sort of, you know... I do love that about the show people. that we've got really... It's really good this season, which is that, um, you know, Kevin and Liz and Julia would not perhaps have been together as friends but have been thrust together and are an odd little group in that grouping and I, I really like that. 
there are like aspects of their personalities that they've delved to, you know, they gel. There's just a tiny, tiny thing that they get on with with, with each other. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't get on with each other. And I love how um, Meg's character is just sort of slotted into that kind of as a like she compliments all three of them and is also able just to s storm in, get pissed and walk out whenever she likes. <laughs> which is a Meg is very heavily based on on someone who who when we had the first series was like, why aren't I in it? I'm like, all right then. <laughs> I mean, it's just a version that, you know. Has that person seen any no, episodes No, no, not oh, yet. that's going to be very no. good then. <laughs> Um, I thought I thought you were most like Flashheart from Blackadder. <laughs> Huge so coming in like that. That's so funny. I, I'm I'm really happy actually that Sharon told me that she's based on a real person. I couldn't fathom that someone like that actually existed, really, because <laughs> I'm the farthest removed from Meg that you can imagine. And I think I think in a way that's why you know when I when I met for the job. I kind of just jumped in, like, feet first, just kind of really fast. I was thinking that this person can't possibly exist, so I'm just going to go completely over the top. And clearly they thought, that's it. Yeah. But then I was, so then when you, when you get the job, then I was like, how on earth am I going to bring this person to life for all these episodes when I don't actually fathom how someone can do this, you know. <laughs> Just Red Bull and Yacht. Yeah, yeah. you know, get <laughs> wasted all the time, have no side effects, actually like going out, things like that. <laughs> I, you know, I think I'm much more like Anna's character in real life, probably. Um, Paul, I wanted to ask you about playing someone who is so awful. Lovely. <laughs> oh, He's lovely. What, what are you talking about? about? I, was, uh, I was just settling in then. <laughs> 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 You think he's awful? No, listen, I think the brilliance of the show is that they're all awful. Yeah, they are. I don't want to be friends with any of them, and that never happens. I don't, I mean, I think, but I think that is where the magic of it is. Do you not feel that? Was that oh, not the plan? I just, I just love them all I love them. madly. And, and I love them more as the series goes on because I think you find out all their little insecurities, even Amanda, you know, you find out why they behave the way they do. And of course, it's, it's obviously an exaggerated for comedy, but I know all of those people and... You know, I, yeah. I mean, I and love the characters. Like yeah, but especially <laughs> Kevin. I mean, he's a dote. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't want to hang out with him, though. No. Well, I you wouldn't. know, they've sort of all, they've all got a bit of our own personalities in. So do they? You're mm -hmm. you're basically saying you don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin tries very hard, doesn't he? Sort tries hard. Is it is it a fun one to play? Yeah, it is fun. It is fun to play, but I mean that's. I don't know. You all cry. You cry a lot, don't you? Your head in your what? hands. What so. after after? I look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the first the, the first season. The first season. Well, I like when we were um, recording that, I was thinking they'll stop me soon. They'll stop me. <laughs> Someone's going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. <laughs> but they didn't. What I like about this is that the first series, he did Motherland straight afterwards. He had to do The Bodyguard just to prove that he was actually an incredibly serious, brilliant actor. Yeah. <laughs> so when you look back now at series one, or when you got to the end of series one, did you look at it and go, this worked, this didn't work, we're going to change that, we're going to up that, down that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what, because I love series one, what in series one did you not love? 
I we, I think we all felt like um, <laughs> we just wanted uh, the audience to feel like they were a little bit more involved and, and that maybe it was a little bit too shiny and a bit too sitcom-y. And so we just wanted to the camera to get in there a little bit more and, and not to be so formal. I think that's it. We, we loved the characters so much. We, were, we, we loved writing series two because of what all these actors um, brought to the roles. And, but also we felt it was really white and, and by the time we came to watch it, we were like, fucking shame on us. And yeah, so I, we... I think we thought we were doing a great job talking about women, giving women voices, when actually we'd missed a huge trick. Yeah. Know? And uh, that was a massive conversation that we had before the second series. Yeah. So those two things, mainly. And in series two, it's an all-woman writing team, whereas you had yes. Graham writing it in the first one. Has that made a difference? Does that make it... We all um, had our period at the same time. So. <laughs> and Graham was always a week behind, so that was... Uh... I didn't have anyone to kiss or cuddle in the writing room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, it made a difference. I mean, it, it always it does when you, when you introduce um, uh, a new writer anyway, because it's just immediately a different dynamic. And, you know, there's a whole set of... Other politics you, you have to learn. I mean, writers' rooms are brilliant, but they're, you know, it's a lot of personalities in, in a very <laughs> enclosed space. So, um, what I always like to spell it is Horgan, Horgan Linehan, Walsh and O'Shaughnessy. It sounds like an Irish solicitor's. <laughs> <laughs> Limerick. <laughs> did you discuss that a lot in the writers' room? Did um, that take a full morning? I don't think morning? even. even when did you think of that? You only just said that. I've never heard that before. Oh. It's really good. Well, you think, I do think of stuff on the spot. <laughs> I have, you know, I have a writers' room for me. Same stuff to you. <laughs> Um, the thing about series two, which I know because I've seen it to the end, is it's more of an exploration about um, a woman working from home in the way that series one, you were working from an office and that had its own dynamic and issues. And, and, and this, the, the, the idea of working from home, which I do myself, so I was very in with. So, so that's a whole nother area to explore, isn't it? Is that fun? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we, we kind of had to think of something because, I mean, I think with the first series, she's thrown in at the deep end because her mother has always, you know, done the school drop, taken, taken on those kids. And when her mum decides that she, her lung has collapsed and she's not going to help her anymore, <laughs> um, that, was our that was our introduction for, for you know, um, Julia into that world. Um, and we loved that, but we couldn't sort of keep that going. And and there was a, f a few things that we had to change from the first series because we felt, you know, you've done that joke. You have to think of a new way to approach it. And we don't, you know, you never want people to sort of see the, the strings, you know, and notice the tricks. And so we thought, let's give her um, a new problem. And, and that's, you know, self-employment, which is uh, wonderful, but also just fucking awful and, and terrifying and has its own its own issues. But yeah, I mean, it just gave us, I don't know, this woman is such a brilliant um, physical comedy performer as well. It just gave us more things to sort of throw at her. Yeah. And, and she, she does look like a mental patient when she's... <laughs> 
not dressed up for work. And we felt people needed to see that. I think what Anna, Anna really does well is, is wear coats. In the first series, she wore a trench coat. In the second one, she had this giant furry thing called the Care Bear, which was when Care Bear, that coat. <laughs> I wouldn't take the Care Bear off. So you took no, no each season no. by the coat. She would not take that fucking and coat off. Did you, did you not wash your hair the whole series? Was that a thing? I looked pretty bad, didn't I? I was thinking then, just then, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about what I might do to my face this year <laughs> to repair that I'm really up there. <laughs> Series three yeah. should come in looking like the Bride of Wildenstein. Or yeah. <laughs> Did you have no makeup? Or was that a lot of makeup to look like no makeup? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, there wasn't very much makeup. No, I mean, series three, I mean, I'm going to have loads of makeup, Botox, I'm not going to have a coat. <laughs> um, wait, I know that Tanya has to go, but I got to sit down. But before you leave, uh, just very quickly, you, you, you write this part of Meg, this sort of fireball that comes in. You find this astonishing performer who comes in. Do, do you then, how much of you then goes into the script? Do you play with it? Do you bump it up, take bits out? Is there a lot of you in there or is that all the writer's words? Um, I think my biggest learning curve and working with these amazing actors and this astonishing team is I hadn't realised that, how precise doing this kind of script is, this type of comedy because I'd seen all of series one, obviously, and uh, these actors who I say, I mean, honestly, guys, you're brilliant and working with them every day. I mean, I'd just be watching them and learning from them and soaking it up. And series one, I was under the impression with the way they worked together in the writing that they were kind of ad-libbing a bit or improvising. There's something in the rhythm, what they're doing, that there was a certain kind of freedom in there. And then I realized when I got in on the first day that nothing isn't in the script that they say. It's precisely written. And you've got to do exactly what's said. Or we and all the, yeah, <laughs> just about. Do you know what I mean? And the, and the punctuation, everything. And I was like, this is, I mean, to do that actually is, I mean, it's a phenomenal skill as an artist. So I guess to, to answer your question, I, I, was just, I was just focused on doing exactly what was on the page and then being in the room with those artists and looking in their eyes and then trying to, just trying to feed that. I did, I did uh, corner Sharon though and say, who is this person that you, you know what I mean? I just really wanted to know. So I knew that she was really grounded and based in reality because to me, she seemed so kind of, Ethereal. I've never, I've never really met this person. Or if I have, I haven't hung out with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but say, saying all that, um, so Meg was a new character, and you know, we we'd written the scripts and we didn't know who we were going to cast. And then this lady comes in and blows our, our our minds. And then by the time we got to filming it, we were all gutted that there wasn't more Meg in there. And right, yeah, that's such I mean, a nice. I mean, I I don't like. I looked forward to every scene she was in, and. It makes me really excited about the next series because I know we've got this extra brilliant, yeah, powerhouse in, in our... Especially country. when they cast my husband and I was like, sorry, who's playing my husband? <laughs> oh. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, you want me to kiss him? Oh. I swear to God, the note on that kiss as well, I was, could you do it a bit longer? <laughs> 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. So hopefully next season, there can be like a whole kind of thing. Oh, but anyway, yeah. I'm sorry I've got a, sorry I've got a dash. Ladies and gentlemen, Tanya's yeah, leaving. thank you. Um, I'm going to open um, them up to the floor in a moment. If you have any questions, we can do that. But just before we do that, um, Series 3, how does that work? Do you have... Is it already commissioned, or are you watching the ratings, and if there's a certain thing, you'll get the commission? Are we allowed to say... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's already oh, commissioned, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Just there and then. That's yeah, amazing. There we go. Thank you. Thanks, man. <laughs> That was a good moment. We made history in the room. Oh, Shane, seriously, what if nobody watches? Or what if the ratings are really low? <laughs> then, the fuck? Will you still go through with the commission? Yeah, OK, that is a fair point. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, then we'll have a question. We've got a few minutes for questions from the floor. Yes, lady here. Or shout very loudly. It's not a very big room. Um, I just wondered what the creative decision was behind, like, moving the coffee shop. Planes? I just didn't know what moved them. And also, we just love Julia's outfits in episode one and two already. So. The Care Bear? Yeah, all of it. Oh, my <laughs> God, you're going to love so, the Care Bear, yeah, Sharon. Yeah. It's the new yeah. Jennifer Aniston really haircut, it. isn't it? Yeah, well, like the new the greasy hair and the Care Bear. <laughs> <laughs> we, we moved um, locations because it, it was a nightmare to shoot in the, that cafe. Yeah, it, was a I, thai, it, was, it was a Thai cafe was, yeah. that I think got shut down and also was under a flight Plains. path. Yeah, it was under a flight path and... There was a murder and stuff. <laughs> 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 it was just a chalk outline, and it was really hard yeah. to like get out. And the blood was yeah. It is funny though. We we should have written that in because sometimes you know, like enormous groups of, of mums after the school drop, mums and dads, mums and dad, uh, go go to those cafes, and when they decide to leave to go elsewhere, they close the business yeah. down. Yeah. They, they ruin great. those small bits. Write that down. Okay. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your outfits? You have to answer the outfit question. Oh, what, what was specifically? Oh, I think it was just a compliment, maybe. I think it peaked at the combat trousers. Yeah, it was pretty rough. I mean, I was just, just very comfortable. It's great very, to see people from Vogue are in as well. So yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's a look. Uh, very good fan question, though. I like that. Showed a little bit of previous. <laughs> Any other questions from the audience? Lady here. Um, yep. I thought I was amazing. It was Aww. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'd love to know your writing process. So, were you all physically together in a writer's room, or is it kind of done by email? How how do you work? We've how got a group work? of um, uh, boys from Oxbridge who um, <laughs> <laughs> they just send stuff through, and we just say, "Not funny, not funny, fine, <laughs> not yes, funny. not funny, you're not funny." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more in more in her voice, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Holly, are you going to answer it seriously or not? No, no. Okay. Um, it was so we're all all in a room um, together initially, and we sort of is that four of you, four of us, yeah. the three of you and Barunka, who's yes, yeah, and yeah. we we sort of um, you know we we all sort of bring stuff to the room initially, but then we sort of talk about what else we want to write about um, this series. Then we we probably spend a 
it's not a month together, but a good chunk of time. And we sort of break break it down and into outlines, and then we farm that out to... So Holly and I wrote half of them, and Helen Brunker wrote half. And then we sort of pass them back and forth again once we've done that, once we have the first drafts done. And then we come back into the writer's room at the end to sort of give them all a big sort of slap around, you know, get them into shape. And I, and I think with Meg as well, we've sort of written that character and and then we cast her. So I think for all of us, she was a little bit different in each of our minds, I think, you know, and then we kind of tweaked her and tailored her to Tanya when, when you know, we found Tanya. Wouldn't you say that she was... Yeah, there was a little of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the way that, that Paul's character develops during this series as well. And you get these tiny glimpses. I mean, sometimes just a, a clause within a sentence where you get the sense of this witch that you're married to and yeah. how badly it's all going. Jill. There's a lot of, you know, who, who is it? Anna says at one point, what's your sad story? You've really got one. Kevin's got a huge sad story. I, think. <laughs> I don't want to, to bring people to tears right now. <laughs> but... Um... <laughs> No, he has got a very sad story. He's got a massive hole in himself that he's trying to fill. Oh, come on, Kevin. That's series three. And it's not being filled at home. (laughs) You could could quote me. His hole is not being filled at home. (laughs) By Jill. But yeah, I mean, we we really feel that with Kevin, you know, that there he doesn't have a satis- satisfactory home life, and um, and we thought we thought about doing something quite drastic with the second series, you know, and but then we thought it'd be much funnier for Amanda to have been um, left by her husband, so we thought we'd keep her, um, Kevin and Jill together for a, a little bit longer. But you know, we want him to find love. We really want yeah. him to find someone who, who loves him the way he deserves to be loved. <laughs> Are we ever going to meet Jill? Because I would enjoy that no. a lot. No, no. we're never going to meet Jill, no. I always wanted Kevin and Liz to get together, like, yeah. a bit like Dempsey and Makepeace. We, we we've had that discussion, actually. Well, look, this we is quite interesting. There's a lot of people in this room who really love this show. Can we put a show of hands as to who would like to see <laughs> Kevin and Liz together? Basically, who would like to see Kevin That's and Liz? That's one person, and they've just really? withdrawn it. <laughs> Who thinks that would be wrong and too much? And yes, you see, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. This is too cool. This is the writer's room right here. Just one person in the back who does erotic fiction online. (laughs) (laughs) It's already written it. And then thought you might say that, which is why she took her hand down. Uh, Any more questions? Yes, there's a lady here. Because um, obviously the programme is about how women feel, you know, with the roles and so on, and all the details you observe about the mother's role. But actually there are more and more men being, the, you know, the carers. So maybe that's another thing. Could I, could I answer that? Uh, no. I think Kevin should come out really buff next season. <laughs> we are uh, in in the first series. We did have a, a dad who was, you know, did, Kevin's um, nemesis. Yeah. Uh, he was only there for for one episode, but we did we did love him. That you'd think that that would be joyous for Kevin to have another dad on the scene, but actually, it was incredibly threatening. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Anthony. He- uh, well, the uh, Meg's husband yeah. has quite a good role as it goes along with his relationship with. 
um, your man and uh, him, that guy. Yeah. And uh, um, it would be lovely to do more with that. So maybe, but we, I don't know. I mean, there are, there definitely are slightly more dads at the school drop, but come on. I mean, <laughs> I, it just, it still blows my mind when, when I turn up there to drop my kid, how, how few there are. But there, we can have more. a really fit dad. Play by yeah, fit yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't let him uh, hear. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 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 No, get no ball. I'm saying you, know, you mean Cantonar. another another Shia LaBeouf. I'm talking that sort of person, not like you, Paul. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Paul. I love the ways of being a really fit dad played by a really fit actor. Like, like there's Wager, another way of doing come it. Come and play the fit dad. <laughs> like you, Paul. Um, Sharon, do you ever look at Anna and wish that you were doing it instead of her? <laughs> <laughs> do, you ever wish, do you ever wish you were wearing a Care Bear and hadn't washed your hair for three weeks? Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, like occasionally I do, yeah. Because it, it's, it's a fun show to watch. And I think they're all um, brilliant in it. And, you know, I'm an actress, so occasionally I do get the twinge. But, you know, generally, in general, no. Um, it's, Maybe it's... you could play Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Helen. Brilliant Jill. <laughs> no, in, gen in general, I just like watching them. Yeah. So do I. Lady over here. Um, I was wondering which of the characters you are most like, you would say, in real life. And also, if you could just talk a bit more about what we'll see in the rest of the series in terms of kind of things that are going to happen to the group. Um, who wants to take that? To all of you. Oh, um, what, who am I most like? Uh, I, I mean, I'd love to say Liz, but I, I'm not that cool. Um, I mean, probably... Y you <laughs> probably probably Julia the most I think I'd love to be Kevin but I, I can't be around my kids that much <laughs> um, yeah probably Julia for me Holly I think I'm Kevin I hate to say it but yeah oh, yeah. yeah I'm a real keeny bean when it comes to hanging out with people and I like being I like, I like doing rotors I'm more an Anne myself. <laughs> oh. Anne. Anne's my oh, favourite. Anne. God, I, I love Anne. I think there's a little bit of all of them in each of us. Yeah, there probably is. There's, and there's probably a little bit of, of, of Meg in there There's no well. Amanda in me. On a good night out. Yeah, uh, not, uh, no, there's no Although, Amanda. actually, I do find it really easy to write Amanda lines. She is I the most not... easily recognisable when I look is around Is there me. someone in your head that you know who is Amanda? No, I just think it's my, like, it's probably so far removed from me that... Um, it's really easy to write in that way. And Anna, what about you? Who are you most like? Um, Liz. Really? I don't really... D don't get in a... <laughs> I don't really not wash my hair, wear a cap and have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty calm about it all. I, d I, I did drop my kids off at school today wearing my pyjamas. In I the thought they'd ban that. No, no, they, they stay in the car. I stay, stay in the car. car. They get stay out. They're the old car. enough to do that. I don't have to walk them into the car. Which mum are you most like, Paul? Which mum? Yeah. Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> 
feeling it. Uh, and just to really, really briefly answer a tiny bit of the second part of your question, there's an episode coming up. Um, it's episode five where they uh, they go. It's half term, so they all go away. <laughs> Love that they one. rent uh, an Airbnb, and it's my favourite thing we've, of all the Motherland episodes. Yes. I just it's seeing them all together, but just seeing it all go so horribly. Uh, predictably wrong. You, if just... you don't love Kevin by the end of that episode, Kevin is one of those people. He because he rents the Airbnb. Everybody thinks that he has all the answers. Not my house. And he spends his whole time going. You know, like what's the you know Wi-Fi password? And he's like, it's not my house. And they're like, where's the heating? Like, I just rent. It's not my house. Yeah. Uh, one final question. So whoever's got that one of those questions that like, is brilliantly brings it all together at the end and makes the whole thing make sense. <laughs> sure, you want to keep your hand up? It's going to be about the that. I wanted to know. Then let someone else ask a question afterwards. But I wanted to know if the real life Meg had seen um, the first show, and was the dildo story based on anything in any of your lives? <laughs> Helen? Helen? <laughs> well, um, yeah, the dildo thing was um, my cleaning lady. Uh, sorry for anyone who doesn't have a cleaner. Um, um, uh, <laughs> You're sorry for anyone who doesn't have a cleaner. Honestly. honestly. Uh, it really, that really ingratiated you. But, um, um, my cleaning lady left the dog's toy on my bedside <laughs> cabinet and it was like this you know a, like a double-ended chew toy you know like studded thing and I just thought what does she think I didn't have that interaction with her I didn't say oh Maria you know uh, I just left it but I just thought she she thinks oh you know but, it what, but seriously though what was it like as a vibrator <laughs> it was double-ended yeah so double-ended yeah. sort of got it, got it all covered really yeah right yeah it, it, in my dreams we ended on a question about a dildo so I'm thrilled <laughs> that that happened ladies and gentlemen I give you the writers and cast of Motherland Joining us and remember, you can listen to previous BAFTA sessions and podcasts at guru.bafta.org.